Hello and welcome to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Thank you very much indeed for tuning into this episode. Now today is the first episode in a brand new special series in conjunction with our new partner Heeltread.com. Now for those of you who uh, have bumped into me in a paddock or follow any of my social media channels, you will know that I love motor racing merchandise. It's very unlikely that if you bump into me, I will not be wearing motorsport merchandise. Now, one particular brand which you will find me wearing all the time is actually Heeltread.com's line of wonderful motorsport-inspired socks. Um, So, Heeltread.com were started in 2017. Basically, the brand was built on drawing inspiration from motorsport and from performance cars as well. These socks are for people like me who had their bedroom wall covered from head to toe in posters with racing cars and fast sports cars and supercars, things like that. Those who spent their entire weekends playing Gran Turismo and who watched every episode of Top Gear. If you listen to this podcast, you're probably one of the very similar types. And a couple of years ago, I came across Heel Tread um, via um, a promotion on Instagram and started to buy uh, their socks. And I must be honest, I became a bit of an addict and have a larger collection of their socks than I would care to mention. So it came. I came up with an idea and I got in, in touch with the lovely folks at Heel Tread to ask if they could do a little bit of a giveaway for our subscribers. So that's what we're going to do in this series. In this series, we're going to talk about a few of the stories behind each of Heel Tread's sock lines and because every single line that they produce does have a really interesting either motorsport or automotive story uh, behind it. And in every episode, one of our lovely subscribers will get a free pair of those socks. So in order to be eligible for that competition, you need to download the Podbean app, which is our where our podcast is hosted. Download Podbean and hit subscribe. And that is all you need to do to be within a chance of winning a lovely pair of comfy heel tread socks. Now, what is the first sock line that we're going to talk about in this series? Well, Luckily, I was able to pick which one, and for me, it had to be the story of the wins for GT at Le Mans last year in 2019. The number 85 wins for GT run by Keating Motorsports and Riley Motorsports as well. This particular car, if you're not familiar with it, it remains the first and still the only privately owned and raced Ford GT. Now, the Ford GT is one of the most iconic cars in motor racing. The original version competed in the 1960s and the modern version came back to race in 2016. So back in the 1960s, and actually it's it's quite quite relevant at the moment because at the end of last year we had a wonderful film released starring Christian Bale and Matt Damon called Ford vs Ferrari or Le Mans 66 as it was called in certain parts of the world, retelling the story of how Ford came back to Le Mans or came to Le Mans to take on Nemesis Ferrari. That story is well told and we're going to talk about that story in a lot more detail as we go through the series. But in this episode, I want to talk about the modern day Ford GT, the return of the Ford GT 
to Le Mans. And that happened in 2016, when Ford management decided that they wished to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Ford's first win at Le Mans in 1966. So what they did was they looked at the regulations for um, global endurance racing and at Le Mans and built a car specifically to those regulations. So they would be going up against the Aston Martin Vantage, the Ferrari 488, the Porsche 911, the Chevrolet Corvette, real stalwarts of global endurance racing. But the difference about the cars that I've just mentioned is, is that these are all cars that are road cars that are converted to a race car. So they start with a road-going Aston Martin Vantage and turn it into a race car. The same for the 911, the same for the Ferrari and so on. The Ford GT was different though. It was designed specifically to race at Le Mans. And then the road car was reverse engineered back the way to um, to, to fit within the rules because this is what we would call in motorsport as a homologation special. So it's a, the only reason the road cars exist is so that they can qualify to enter the car as a race car rather than a, an existing road car being converted to a race car. So a completely different way of thinking. And this project was actually kept completely top secret and even within Ford Motor Company itself and was, was taken part in a secret area of their Dearborn headquarters near Detroit. And in order to produce a race-winning car, they paired up with, um, in terms of designing the car, they paired up with legendary engineers Multimatic. And in order to run the car when they got to the track, they employed the help of legendary team owner Chip Ganassi, who has one of the most decorated histories in motor racing uh, at, at Le Mans, uh, in NASCAR, IndyCar, you name it, Chip Ganassi uh, has, has been there. So they built this car, um, beautiful, slippery design, very aerodynamic, and actually very similar in style to the original Ford Ford GT from the 1960s. So it's quite cool that even in the 1960s, they had the aerodynamics of that car really well designed. And the very similar approach was taken to this new 2016 car. So Ford came back in 2016 with not one, not two, not three, but four factory Ford GTs, throwing everything they could at winning on their 50th anniversary of their first win. And that's exactly what they did. They beat their rivals Ferrari in the GTE Pro class and won on the very first time out with the car in 2016 at Le Mans. In the car's four-year tenure uh, while racing, it's had 19 race wins and has won the Daytona 24-hour twice and it won its first ever race at Laguna Seca in May 2016, only four months after its race debut, which is really unusual for a racing car to come out of the box, particularly in endurance racing, and, and be so reliable and so competitive so quickly. In order to qualify for uh, the the you know the, to qualify for the regulations in racing, Ford had to sell a certain amount of road-going examples of their Ford GT racing car, but as a road version. And in fact, even with a list price of four hundred and twenty thousand pounds in the UK, 
they still had far more potential of far more people who put their hand up and said, yes, I would like one than cars that they could supply or wish to supply. So there must have been a, a couple of very difficult phone calls to some very wealthy people to tell them that they could not buy one of these cars. Now, the owners who took delivery of these four GTs were told they signed a clause that they could not sell the car for two for the first two years of ownership. So that time is beginning to elapse now for the first owners and we're starting to see these cars come on to private sale now and most of these cars are actually north of £1 million. So not bad, spending £420,000 on a car and then more than doubling your money selling it on. But most of the owners, I'm sure, will be keeping these cars as a prized prized possession. But like all things, especially in motorsport, when there's big amounts of money involved and there's manufacturers whose um, commitments change and policies change and marketing plans change, the Ford GT had served its purpose, it had been very successful, And at the end of 2019, the car was due to be retired by by, uh, Ford itself, but not without one last swan song. So in at Le Mans in 2019, four factory Ford GT racing cars went to Le Mans to compete for honours in the GTE Pro class. So in the GTE Pro class, that is where manufacturers like Ford, Aston Martin, Porsche, Ferrari and um, Corvette will enter as a manufacturer entrant straight from the factory and funded by that car manufacturer. The other class in GT in Atlemon is called GTE AM, which is something quite different indeed. As the name suggests, AM, there is an amateur driver who takes part within the three driver lineup in the car. So, these cars are actually, in most cases, are privately entered car, funded usually by that amateur driver. Now, the Ford GT is one of the most sophisticated racing cars of the last decade, um, particularly in the GT class, and therefore is a very, very expensive car to run and a very complicated car to run. So it was, it was very, it was hard to say whether the car would have ended up in private hands to be raced. It may have been that some collectors might have bought the old Ford GT cars, but it was unlikely that a car would actually be raced. But, although it looked like it was going to be the end for the Ford GT, well, in steps Ben Keating, a very successful Texas um, motor dealer and a, a fuel additive company called Wins, who were celebrating their 80th anniversary. And what Ben Keating did was he purchased the very first privately owned modern Ford GT racing car. So he purchased the car of Ford themselves and received the car from Chip Ganassi Racing and employed the help of Riley Motorsports, a legendary Riley Motorsports, to run the car to try and win the GTE AM class at Le Mans in 2019. And at the time... The plan was that this would be a long-term project, so the life of the Ford GT would live on. But, as we'll come to find out, things turned out quite differently. Ben Keating is an incredible character in motorsport, particularly in North America. Based in Texas, 
all of his businesses are based there. And Ben Keating is one of the best examples of what is sometimes referred to as a gentleman driver. So that is someone who has another career, usually very successful, and will come in to enter sports car racing uh, as an amateur driver. So part of the business model of most sports car racing involves some sort of amateur driver coming in and helping to fund the programme and employing a professional race team to run the car, usually buying the car themselves and also employing two professional drivers to share the driving duties with them. It's exactly how sports car racing continues to thrive around the world based on these drivers. And Ben Keating, back in 2005, he'd never even been to a racetrack, certainly never driven one round, round a racetrack competitively. But in 2005, at Christmas time, his wife bought him a gift for a weekend at the Texas World Speedway. Now, Ben Keating is, nowadays is the largest Dodge Viper dealer in the world, a position he has held since 2009. But at that time, uh, in 2005, he'd been given this wonderful gift from his wife, but never knew that it was possible to even take your own car to a racetrack and drive it. So he did something that's very, very old school, something that the likes of Jackie Stewart used to do back in the early 1960s, because he took a demonstrator Dodge Viper 8.4 litre straight off the showroom floor and took it to the Texas World Motor Speedway. And the rest really is history. From then on, he was absolutely hooked on speed and competition and got more and more involved in sports car racing. And he's had incredible success as an amateur driver. He's won the 2017 Sebring 12 hours in his class in an AMG Mercedes. He won the 2016 Petit Le Mans uh, in uh, an 8.4 litre Viper. He won the 2015 Daytona 24 Hours GTD class again in a Viper. So he's won a lot of the big races uh, in the world. But where does his, where does it, why a Ford GT? Well, Ben is actually a third generation in his family to have been a, a Ford dealer. So to be able to, to go to Le Mans with a Ford GT was just too perfect to turn down. And that's what he did. He acquired one of these factory cars to take to Le Mans. But in order to do that, he needed a little bit of extra financial support, as any racing team does. And he enlisted the help of Wins, who are a, a fantastic partner of his in motor racing, but also within uh, his automotive business. Wins are a manufacturer of um, fuel additives, engine additives. Um, they, were, they, they were founded in 1939 by Chestine Wynn in California. And in 2019, they were celebrating their 80th anniversary. So they were the title sponsor, completely liveraying the car in their iconic purple and orange colours. This, this was the first ever time that Wins had been a major sponsor of a car at Le Mans. So the colour scheme, if you've never seen this, if you, if you take a pause to Google the Wins 4GT, one of the most incredible looking racing cars I've ever seen. And this is where, this is actually where heel tread come back into the story because the other sponsors on the car, one of which was Michelin Tire, so the iconic Michelin man was placed on a number of places around the car 
and also you will notice on the side plate of the car you will see the note the, the name of Heeltread. Now the reason for that is is that to celebrate this really special and quite unique project, Heeltread in conjunction with Winds and Keating Motorsports produced a limited edition sock in the same colour scheme as this particular Ford GT. A pair of socks which I am very happy to say that I own and for subscribers to this podcast, after this episode, one lucky subscriber will win a pair of those socks. And quite a, hopefully for Heel Tread, it will remain a part of uh, a part of their history the first time that they were on the side of a racing car at Le Mans. So the scene was set. The sponsors were arranged. The drivers were arranged. Ben Keating and his two professional co-drivers, Dutchman Jeroen Blekemolen and um, Brazilian Felipe Fraga, who was competing at Le Mans for the very first time. Now, at Le Mans, of course, a 24-hour race, it's impossible for one person to complete all the driving. So that's why you see three drivers in each team. And each driver will have a minimum and maximum driving time that they're allowed to complete during the 24 hours. The reason for that is is the stop teams just running two drivers and not running their amateur driver in an attempt to to win the race. Also, the the bronze-rated driver, the amateur driver, which in this case was Ben Keating, has a minimum amount of time that they must complete in order to qualify to to win the race. However, the order in which that you do that is up to the strategist in your racing team. So, the Keating Motorsports team, with their number 85 for GT, took quite a unique tactic. What they did was they put the professional drivers, Jeroen Blekemolen and Felipe Fraga, to race for more than the first 12 hours of the race, which is really, really unusual to do that. But the, the theory was that they would bolt away from the field and break the field and try and build a lead that they would never relinquish. And then Ben Keating completed most of his drive time within the last quarter of the race, which is very very unusual. As you might know, the car went on to win this particular Le Mans 24 Hours GTE AM class in 2019, despite a number of late penalties. On the front left of the car, the car on the nose of the car just below the front left headlight had a little bit of damage, but nothing particularly to worry about. However, mysteriously, the car was black flagged and called in to have it repaired, causing an unnecessary pit stop and a loss of time. That work was completed and the team carried on. Also, at Le Mans, when the car is raised up on its jacks during a pit stop, when the car drops, the wheels are not allowed to cause excessive wheel spin. Again, quite hard to police, but Ben Keating was caught doing this in his final pit stop. Again, causing a penalty and a loss of time. But despite these um, relatively harsh penalties at the end, towards the end, the closing stages of the race, the car went on to win the race and take the line and really write the most amazing piece of history, not only for Ford, but for Wins and for Ben Keating as well. However, I wish this was the end of the story of this iconic and I'm sure what will become a notorious racing car in in the in in the next few years. Unfortunately, on the Monday night, well over 24 hours after the end of the race, 
the number 85 Keating Motorsports run by Riley Ford GT was disqualified from the race. The stewards from the ACO, the organisers of the Le Mans 24 Hours, had found two uh, breaches of the rules uh, with this particular car. The first of which that they found the car to have over its a maximum fuel limit of 96 litres. After a little bit of investigation by a couple of uh, a couple of commentators, a couple of journalists who were there at Le Mans, it was believed to be less than 100 millilitres over. Now, a big three and a half litre twin turbo growling Ford GT will go through 100 millilitres of fuel probably in less time than I've taken to say that sentence. So it's a minuscule amount. The other thing that they were, and, and, and because of that, they were automatically disqualified from the race. So an incredibly harsh penalty. Also, what they found was that the car was allowed 45 seconds to refuel during each pit stop. And what the stewards noticed was that the car refueled ever so slightly quicker than that on 23 occasions at most of its pit stops. Now, as professional driver Jeroen Blakemolen said in the aftermath of this uh, of this disqualification, he said, you know, in racing, you're always looking to the very edge of the rules. And he said, we should have left a little bit more of a tolerance and said, due to pressures and temperatures and all these sorts of things, that was just was enough to push them over the tolerances on both of these um, both of these breaches of the rules. Uh, he said the team checked on a number of occasions to check that they were correct, but sometimes a little bit of tolerance is, 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 is required. And it was just a, just a mistake that any racing team could have made. However, it was said by not just the team, but by many people around the paddock that they'd never really seen the stewards looking so deeply into a team even on the Monday evening. So clearly there might have been something afoot in terms of politics within the sport because remember, this was the last Le Mans that Ford would be present. However, it is rumoured that Ben Keating had planned a long-term plan to race this car for a number of years. Of course, it would be a huge financial investment to buy this car in the first place. So to race it just once would seem such a shame. So the plan was to race it for a number of years. But given that in the last week we've seen the entry list for this year's Le Mans 24 Hours, the car has not been entered. And actually, Ben Keating and his two co-drivers, Jeroen uh, and Felipe, uh, will actually be entering with, the, ironically, the car that, that actually inherited the win from them, the Project 1 Porsche 911 RSR. So hopefully they will get their redemption this year with a win in that car, but it's really a shame uh, that the, the win was not kept with this wonderful Ford GT. Of course, in losing that victory, uh, uh, they also lost their automatic entry for the 2020 race. And the car now actually resides in Ben Keating's office uh, in Texas. Now, it's, it's believed that we might not see the car compete ever again. It still wears its Le Mans livery and is still proudly displayed in the Keating office, as I said. Um, but almost this this history of this car it almost gives it an even greater place uh, in uh, in history. And I think, although when when this limited edition line of socks from Heel Tread was created, that was before the race. Uh, in fact, 
What a cool thing, what a sto cool story to tell. I've had it times where I'm wearing a grey suit, but bright purple wins livery socks, and I say, well, they're jazzy socks. And of course, cue me telling a five-minute story and sending them to sleep all about it. <laughs> but... You know that's the cool thing about um, about about motor racing. There's so many great stories, and that's why what I love about the heel tread socks is that every single pair tells a story from the past uh, or possibly even the future uh, in motor racing. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this story uh, about the wins for GT. There's lots on the internet that you can read more uh, about it. If you would like to win a pair of the limited edition Wins for GT socks, you can do. All you need to do is download the Podbean app and subscribe within that um, within that app. And then we will pick a winner at random and you will be notified and receive your shiny new pair of heel tread socks uh, in the post. If you are unsuccessful, don't worry. Keep subscribed and there will be plenty other opportunities to win a comfy pair of heel tread socks. Thank you very much for listening to this episode and I look forward to telling you another heel tread story very soon.